Hello, hello. You are listening to the Salon Owner School podcast. I'm Sam Huber, the CEO here at PIP University. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. To learn more about PIP University and our course for salon owners, Rich Life CEO, you can visit us at pip-university.com. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So obviously it's the beginning of the year. So I know for most people it's down to like goal setting and just kind of prepping for the beginning of the year. So I was kind of curious as to what you guys are doing um, right now to be able to start to prep for the year and some goals that you guys have set in your spaces or what it is that you guys want to achieve. Um, I know for us, we just are in the middle of doing our quarterly. So every month we meet with our team and do monthly individuals. My director meets with um, our team on the monthlies. And then every single quarter I meet with the team and, excuse me, um, we do quarterly reviews. So I'm in the middle of doing those right now. I had a bunch of them last week on Wednesday and Friday, and I still have a couple left that I get to finish. So we sent out something to our team um as well that we were trying to get like a feel for their love language but work related um and it was interesting because one or most of the people on my team there there's love languages but then there's work love languages which i honestly don't know if i ever really realized but we just sent those out to the team just so we could get an idea and really be able to like fill their cup this year like that's one of the things that we're focusing on is like how do we get to really be there for our team how do we get to create connection how do we get to um you know just meet them where they're at but then also not just like assume like oh i want to get her a starbucks gift card or i want to do xyz like we're actually like filling their cup in the way that they want it to be filled so one of my leaders actually messaged me with the responses and she's like it's very interesting because they don't want like gifts they actually want more like quality time and um I forget what the other thing was, but it was very interesting to see. So I was curious if you guys have ever done that with your guys' teams where you looked at like their work love languages or how you like help to build that connection and just like goals that you guys have set for this year. Um, so I, gosh, it's been a while since we've done the love language thing. I'm a really big big person without everybody knows their love language um but it's been a while since I've actually analyzed my uh my team so I might have to go back and do that with everybody especially because we have a lot of new people um in this last year but as far as us like I we are finishing up quarterlies also this month and I have a lot of team members that are like either just bought a house or trying to buy a house this year. And um, so there's like a lot of like really big financial goals that they're, they're trying to strive for personally. And I love that because then, you know, my husband and I do, do real estate and, and that's like his bread and butter. So we also get to help like kind of coach them and connect with them personally too, like helping them through the home buying process and answering questions and, um, so, so yeah, I've, I've been trying to make more of a point to just hang out with my team a little bit more in the break room and, um, just send nice messages and appreciation and, 
and we haven't been quite so like militant in the way that we're handling things in the salon and our team has responded really well to that. Like, I feel like our culture is the best it's ever been. That's awesome. I know, I know I had looked to see what it was for their um, work love language and it was acts of service, quality time, and words of affirmation. So it's crazy because it's like all the things that we've been kind of talking about more recently, just even amongst ourselves is like building that connection with your team. Like, just like you were saying, Amanda, like spending more like quality time with them. And um, it's just crazy because all that stuff is free, you know? And we always think about like, what we like, okay, we got to set this budget. We got to set this aside so we can, you know, shower our team in gifts and X, Y, Z. And then it was very interesting to see like my team specifically, but that, that wasn't a need for them. Um, so, and then we are also um, working on our vision quest. So we do vision quest every year for anybody that's taken Rich Life CEO, or if you take it in the future, you will go through part of the course that is called vision quest. And it's basically like an event that you put on for your team to help gain their buy-in. And it's just, it's fun. It's not a meeting. It's not something that's boring. It's, it's fun and it's exciting. And we've continued to do that every single year. So ours is coming up in April and we actually surveyed our team as well to ask them like what is it that you want to see in um the end vision quest this year like what is it that you want to gain and amanda was kind of similar to what you were just talking about it was like stuff with like finances and then um connection with the team like learning more about each other so that's why we did the love language thing now so we can get an understanding and then we're going to create like a uh, presentation for the team at vision quest that shows everybody like what everybody's love languages are and we're also doing like the enneagram um as well so we're going to incorporate that into it just so like everybody can have like a better understanding and everybody can work together well as a team i don't know how we're going to create that quite yet i would like to be able to create something that like they can reference back to um so we'll probably have to create like we put everything in our small team trackers. Like when our team needs something to be able to reference to, like we have an, another tab in our small team trackers, which is our, our benchmark trackers that our team records weekly. So we'll probably pop something in there of like everybody's love language and stuff just that way. Like if there's something that comes up and like communication needs to be had amongst team members or somebody wants to shower each other in a gift or whatever that is, they're able to like look and see like what is it that they actually like to be able to receive yeah that's really cool um i think something too that we're really working on this year is this will since we moved into our new location um gosh it'll be three years in may we will this will be the first year that we're actually full all of our chairs are full um and so that's exciting but now mm -hmm. it's like okay I want to back away a little bit more. Um, so to, this year is going to be a year of literally like documenting systems. And so I've already got my front desk girls, literally everything that they're in charge of, like, hey, just write a how-to manual on step-by-step -step how you do this because two of them are going to grad school next, this uh, later this year and uh, they do a lot. So, um, so yeah, I think this year is just going to be a year of systemizing and um, a huge, huge year of growth for us. It's going to be our biggest year yet. That's awesome. And I know you guys are going to be working on like that training program you enrolled, um, in that course with Lacey for her to come out and like film. And so like, even when you were saying like having all that like documentation and like the step-by-step, -step, 
it'll be so easy for you to be able to plug that into like your training course. Cause we've been working on that as well. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of filming on Saturday. It was, I our, saw second that. Round of, <laughs> it was our second round of filming. So we're working out building out our Academy. But what's nice is once we have that built out, there's bits and pieces we can take when we onboard somebody in the front desk or, you know, anybody else, another team member that comes to us, that might not be just a stylist behind the chair. Uh, we're looking to bring on another esthetician right now. So, you know, we'll be able to use some of that to be able to onboard them. So it'll be cool that you guys will kind of already have a system in place and it'll just be like plug and play for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. They'll be here next month to do two full mm -hmm. days of, of filming for us. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just have everything documented with that and, uh, just make our training program a little bit more seamless. It keeps getting better and better, but it's still not, still not where, where I want it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely always a work in progress. That's for sure. Yeah. Erin or Jesse, what are you guys working on in your spaces? Girlfriend, I'm knee deep in kids. Um, <laughs> as y'all saw earlier or heard, I guess. Um, so that's what I'm working on. I'm in survival mode, literally, because it's 19 below here and we're prepping for power outages. My husband's out of town, kids are home. So I'm here to listen today and probably not participate. So love y'all. I've got, I've got stuff because I've been knee deep in the salon. Um, I think for us, well, number one, I don't know if anybody listening or that's going to listen later on can relate to this, but um, I have been like so late with goals. So oh, I am recording separate podcasts that right now we take our clubhouses, we upload them to our Spotify and they just become a podcast. This year, we're launching something new where I am creating my own podcasts that are still going to go within Salon Owner School, but they're just either going to be me or me interviewing somebody or me with other salon owners, um, asking questions or answering questions, whatever it is. And so one of the podcasts I've just recorded, and I don't think I'll ever do this again because it was so hard, was um, I created a freebie and a spreadsheet for how to set your goal for the year, your revenue and your profit goal for the year. And I mean, this is something that I see all the time and people, I see responses of like, you know, 10% growth, 20% growth, but really there's no, that's such a blanket answer and there's no strategy behind that. And sometimes in some years, the goal is not to, to grow in, in revenue or in profit. Sometimes it's a growth year and you're cultivating and growing the salon and you may or may not see much revenue or profit goal for the year. So I created a spreadsheet to go along with that podcast because I explained the sheet in the podcast of the, the most accurate way to really do that. There are some things that I left out because it gets super difficult to try to explain that in a podcast. So that is one of the first things that I did along with that podcast is really set what our revenue goal this year is going to be. And for us, that comes um, with a lot of hiring. I plan to do six new hires, at least six new hires, but us hitting six is non-negotiable. 
And then outside of that, we're really going to focus on retention with team members because our retention has not been very good for a variety of reasons. And one of them, and I don't know if this kind of ties into um, love languages, but for us, we have told our team for years, make requests. If you've got a request on something, make it, just ask, you know, and some people that's really hard to do. They would rather just leave or if they think that there's a better option out there, just leave and not have to go through the asking of requests. Sometimes that's on them. Sometimes it's on us. So there's been some identifiers that I have come into awareness of on how we can make that better. And obviously it all starts with me. So I have been working really hard since October to build trust with my team. A lot of my team, I don't really know. And because I haven't been very involved in the salon. So now it's about getting to know my girls. I'm still not in the, in the day to day, but I'm much more plugged in than what I was. But honestly, since October, my main mission has to build, has been to build friendships with each of my girls. I absolutely believe in being friends with your team. Obviously there's, there's somewhat of a line there. And as long as I can be friends, but still draw the line of when I am leader and then I'm not afraid to be the leader. It, it usually works out really well. And so I have had, we just finished quarterlies last week and I have two girls that, and I was just so proud of them that made some pretty big requests. And both of them said, I want to make it really clear. I am very happy and I don't want you to think that I'm not happy but I would really love it if you could work with me on this. And the first thing I said, and you know, here's where I think in the past, some of it was a telephone game. And I'm, I'm going to say these two things, guys, because I don't know if you'll identify. Many people probably won't because Amanda, like what you said, we're not being as militant. I am militant. I like a tight ship. I like discipline. I like excellence. And if I was more involved in the salon, I'm not even talking about being there every day. I think I could execute that a little bit more, but because I'm not as hands-on, if day-to-day -day leadership isn't showing up like that, but then I still am showing up like that, that's not a cohesive unit to our culture. Like that's a piece that just doesn't fit. It's like a square hole in a round peg. Is that what the saying is? I don't know, but y'all get my direction. Sounds good. Yeah. So good. I am, um, some of it was if people would make requests in the past, my leadership team would either just say no, or they would come to me, but it would be weeks in delay. And then the translation of what the request request was, wasn't really exactly what was on the table. So some of it was just communication that needed to be made better. The other part of it guys, and, and more of the bigger issue here was me just being too militant without having this relationship with them that bred people wanting to be in excellence and wanting to be led at a high standard. Now, Jess, when I look at your team, I see that all over the place. And that doesn't mean that when you're in discipline and excellence, you can't have fun and you don't love your work. Because I think, Jess, you're, what y'all are doing, it just spews excellence everywhere. So for me, when these people are actually having the courage to make their requests, whether it's with schedule, whether it's with their money, 
whether it's with um, more benefits that they could have or the services that they want to do. I value them so much and I don't want retention or turnover. I get to be open and not just say no. And this has been a lesson I've been learning for like probably six years, guys. And so it was really great for to hear them actually make the request and not just want to quit and not have the conversation to make it. So we both agreed that they were going to get more information together because they wanted to be really prepared when they actually made their request. And I told them, I said, I am game. I'm open and I'll, I'll do whatever is possible to make sure that we can work together and you're taken care of and Need Beat is taken care of. And I think that's a really good lesson for me this year to focus on is to really a meet people where they're at and, and hear them and want to create a a yes culture, even if that means I'm doing things that I've never done before. Because if that means that we're able to keep people longer term, that's more important to me with being flexible around some things than then just leaving and me having to start all over. Because it, it costs so much money, yes, when somebody leaves, but also it is very emotional for the rest of the team to go through that. So this is going to be a year of uncharted territory for sure for us. And honestly, I'm pretty excited about it because I know that that just means growth for me and everyone else. So have they already made their request or they're working on it right now? Yeah, one one um, girl, hers was about money and it was her possibly wanting to explore commission. And I said, I'm open to what that can look like. But she's like, I want to like go back and look at some of my numbers look at everything from a broad point of view, look at everything really close because I don't want to make less money. So let me get some of my thoughts together. She wasn't really prepared. It was kind of like she just planted the seed. And then I told her, I said, if you're a little bit nervous on what this could look like, cause you don't know if you'll be able to swing it. And like, what if you ask this and I say yes, and then it ends up being really challenging for you. Cause right now, we pay them hourly and she can count on a very, this girl makes really good money. She can count on a very good paycheck every two weeks. And I told her, if this is something you're a little bit nervous about and you want me to kind of take a look at your numbers and we can like go back and forth, discuss certain things, discuss different scenarios, I'll help you do that. I said, I can, I can wear both hats. I can look at this and see what's best for you and also make sure that knee beats being taken care of. But I can also look at this from, you know, a leadership standpoint, but I, I can be both for you. If she doesn't really have much support um, at home, she's got a great husband, but he's not really involved in like finances and stuff like that. So that was a, she was like, thank you so much for being willing to help me. It just feels good to do that when you know you're working with really good people and you want, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, you want to do things outside of the box to ensure that ultimately at work they are happy and i'm definitely willing to do that well and two i think it's it's probably it's going to teach her so much like actually yeah. breaking it down and looking at it because i mean you know in the event that let's say she decides that okay i want to do it and then she realizes she starts making less money then what happens like uh -huh. you know what do you guys like would you set up a plan of like okay let's give it x amount of time see what happens and if you realize this isn't working out, is there an option for her to go back? Yeah. Yeah. And I think more so it'll be, you know, me really, really coaching her every two weeks because we get paid bi-weekly and her really understanding, all right, you, you know, put your big girl panties on. 
yeah. you're, you're going to have to make sure that you are, because now if you don't have anything, if she goes this route, now you don't have anything, you're not getting paid because she made it clear, you know, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to continue learning from you guys. And so I'm willing to do whatever to help her out with that. And then that's a, a really good point is, is there a contingency plan to, um, you know, what if it doesn't work out? And I'm sure that that's what we'll go over in our, the real meeting that we have when she kind of lays some stuff out and we go over all of it together. Yeah. And then your other gal is right now just collecting information. Yeah. Hers is more with schedule, mm. which I'm, I'm totally I'm completely open to that at this point. I mean, once you've lost enough people, it's almost like, and, and I will say this guys, the, uh, the people that I'm talking about and the individuals that I have on my team, they're really great. They're really, really, really great. We have had like, for example, in September, we had a girl on our team and I was down with it. She created this whole PDF of how she wanted to raise. She prepared, like she just didn't pull it out of her butt. And I really, really respected that. And I wanted to give her a dollar more than what she requested. But the CEO at the time was like, absolutely not. I mean, she put her foot down and that kind of caught me off guard because she was so adamant about it. And so there was just some things culturally that weren't quite there to make such a big request that we could actually meet. So when I'm talking about these girls and how much I'm willing to think outside of the box, they fit us culturally really well. Their minds are in the right space, space, space. They believe in teamwork. And so when I have people like that, um, I'm going to do anything to keep them and ensure their happiness because they're just so great in something like money or schedule. I don't ever want that to be a reason why we can't keep somebody that is really, really solid for us. And we're really, really solid for them. Yeah, I agree. Another thing too, I heard you say was the communication. So mm -hmm. you were referencing the communication between yourself, your leadership to the team, you know, mm -hmm. and like being the telephone game. And that's something I exactly. want to work on this year, even just for our leadership. And because on my team, we, I have three leaders, so there's, there's a lot of them. And so, um, when we have our meetings and we're together, we're collaborating and we're just like spitballing ideas and everything is like, feels sometimes messy because we're just in collaboration mode and we're like figuring things out. And sometimes I think that we don't do a good enough job communicating that to the team, even though I want to say we do. And I think we do, but I also realize that for us, because we're leaders, that we look at things from a in a different lens. Like we look at it and we're no, we know we're in collaboration mode or we know we're not gonna have all the answers. But the minute if we communicate anything to the team, they want all the answers. And we're yep. like, wait, hold on, no. We're still in collaboration mode. Like maybe we shouldn't have said something yet or yep. we just needed to be more clear. Um, you know, so then that way like- it's Oh, that's not... a good point, Jess. Gosh, yeah. that's a good point. It's, I'm feeling that a little bit right now, just after like having quarterlies and stuff and like, you know, for my team, like they're like, you communicate really well in Slack, but you know, they don't see me as often. And so we get to work on that connection piece, but then also like really, really, really streamlining our, our conversation and holding back when sometimes we want to be able to say yep. something of like what's coming yep. or what's not. Um, 
and you know just making sure that like we're really queer clear and there's not like sidebar conversations or you know other things that are, go on that are just kind of natural and but then ends up like affecting our communication from leadership to the rest of the team yeah it's like so. there's man and that's hard and that really good on you for having that awareness because it comes down to what is appropriate right now to be communicating with the rest of the team and that's something um that that can be tough within leadership, especially, you know, the maturity of us as leaders. There are times when stuff hasn't been fully figured out or not even close to being fully figured out. Those natural conversations, especially when you have a team that's pretty close and it's not the most appropriate thing to be discussing and not the most appropriate time that that won't have a, a, a positive effect on the rest of the team because the idea or whatever is amongst conversation between leadership is a little bit premature. And it's funny that you mentioned that because just this morning I had a call with one of my leaders and talking about hiring and training and stuff like that. And I have a final interview with a girl today at five and I caught myself because all of us, we definitely need to streamline communication. I want to be more involved in communication because I know how I want to prep a the team, but any new people that are coming in, I know how I want to prep them with what to experience with working with us and that it's going to be hard. And that's something that we've lost over the last three years. Cause I haven't been as involved and honestly, it just hasn't been hard. So I caught myself thinking, well, because one of my other girls needs to meet with her also. And I caught myself being like, well, maybe, you know, I don't necessarily need to meet with her cause I don't want to meet with her two more times. Maybe you just need to do it. And then I was like, nope, I need to be the one having the conversation because I want to go over the style guide, which is the way that we dress. And I want to go up, go over. We have this whole spiel on how we're developers of people, not diminishers of people and how then that leads me kind of into our feedback culture. And so I'm going to have her on the call with me because now it's about me doing a lot of the communication, but because I want to train other people to commute to communicate either like me or better than me, preferably better than me. And I want to have her on the call so she can see how clear I'm being and how I want to say direct, but sometimes when I say direct, people can take that in a way that I'm not meaning. I want her to see how honest I'm being about certain things. Cause when it's clear and honest, they have a pretty good feel of how we're going to show up. And then we've plant the seed for them. We planted the seed for them to where they know, okay, this is kind of what I can expect. So I do know this year, a lot of communication is going to come from me, but I want other people on my team, specifically leaders that I'm training right now to see that communication go down so they can start to assess how they would have done something, how they would have done it differently. What do they think that I did good for them to give me feedback on some of the things that I've done? Because up until this point, that's how I've trained a lot of my leaders and it's worked out really, really well. And now it's just time to start that again, but kind of come back to the basics with who we are as a company and culture, because I'll be honest, we've lost that in the last three years for sure. So yeah. if I could jump in here real fast, and I don't know if I'll articulate this very well, but you know, Heather, I've been in your shoes, you know, we've, we've kind of not had the same journey, but similar where we're not in the salon and we have really great leadership that is taking on the day to day and, and hiring and training people. And, you know, it's, I think it's important to talk about setting yourself up and setting your team up 
for success with consistency and something that you can keep up with longevity wise because you know right now your focus is the salon your focus is to be in there like not physically in there but really connected to the team mm -hmm. how are you going to keep that up when you've also got your other business and mm -hmm. you're going to, your focus is going to shift from time to time. Cause there's, yep. I mean, it's sorry, the kids are now flocking to me now that I'm talking. Um, because you know, there are different situations. You could go stop it girls. You could go on, yes, go. you could go on maternity leave again, or, you know, your yep. next focus would be PIP. So it's how do we make it where, it's something that you, yes, can connect with your team from somewhere else and be a remote leader. How does that work? And also, I found that when I was the one doing the hiring and I was the one that was doing a lot of the, the training because I knew how I wanted it to be done. I knew, you know, that there was a certain way that, and it, yes, I'm militant as well, but I also became pretty flexible towards the end of my, my salon owning but it was the connection that really brought a lot of my employees in my mm -hmm. connection with them. Yep. And then when they realized that I wasn't in the day to day, that then made some team members start to question, not that my leadership wasn't amazing because they are, but it was just different than what they experienced from the beginning, because I was the one making the connections before they even got hired. I was the one that, did the interviews. I was the one that did most of the, you know, the soft portion of training. I was really connected with them. And then all of a sudden they lost that. Not that I wasn't, I mean, I was still very involved in culture stuff, but it was just different for them because I wasn't there on the day to day. I wasn't the one handling certain situations. And so I think that's something to, I mean, we could do a whole nother clubhouse on that, but just something to think about. Oh yeah. It's a phenomenal point, Jesse, and something that's always on my mind. And for anybody that's listening right now or is going to listen, the reason I feel like I say this all the time, I feel like everybody knows it, but I'm sure some people don't. I'm not in the salon because I live in Houston, Texas, and my salon is in Louisville, Kentucky. And I moved here in 2019. So I, I don't have the option to go into the salon because if I did, I would definitely be in there at least three days a week. But Jesse, you saying that is something that's always on my mind. So for example, we hired a girl in October, Emily, she's taken over all of our social media. And I will say it is awesome having a relationship with her. It takes more of a concerted effort, way, way more of a concerted effort on my part. Because from the very beginning, when I do these first Zoom interviews, I make it clear I'm not in the salon, but I'm very hands-on um, through our communication tool, Slack, and doing zoom calls and so as we onboarded emily you know i was very very hands-on but i am still very hand very very hands-on so i i post in her slack channel a lot and this is like just you guys are like we're, we're trying some things this year we're not all communication is going to be held through you know slack emily probably texts me every day we, we share a text message at least every day except for maybe sundays but even on saturdays and so for me, it's me knowing that beyond training, I'm doing what I can for that connection piece to be there for them when it comes to work, but also establish that friendship and, and relationship. And the main reason that I'm doing that, well, number one, I care about them and 
hopefully the people that I'm going to be hiring, they're really cool people that are just likable and, and I like them. But the other thing too, is to continue to create that space of safety where they know when something is on their heart and they want to make a request or they do have a suggestion that they know that they can come to me because I'm so familiar. I'm, I may not be in the salon every day, but I'm talking to them every single day. And that has been something that 100% has not been in my business. And so you say in that, I think it was maybe been, it's been conscious for me, yes, but some of it's been a little bit unconscious. And you saying that is like, hey, how can I make sure that I still continue to execute that and that doesn't fall off? Because for right now with the seat that I'm sitting in, that gets to be a main component of how somebody experiences me beat with me definitely being in their corner and them having direct access to me. But while I'm doing that, ensuring that I'm building up other people to have communication styles like me or better. So it's definitely something on, um, you know, the forefront of my mind. And if there's any tips that anybody has now or in the future, I would love to hear them. Yeah. And I think just making sure that it's, it's something that you can consistently sustain, you know, because we talk a lot about salon owners say they're overwhelmed and all that stuff. So it's something that I think you're very conscious of right now and you're really, really actively working through it. But it's something that, you know, as you shift focus, it's something that you're still able to give as much of yourself as you're able to. So it's like setting yourself up for success and making Absolutely. sure that it's not something that, you know, a year from now, you're not able to give as much and your team is still like expecting. Thriving. So yeah, oh, yeah, you know, you know, that's kind of where I'm. Yeah. Just, it's cause it's a lot. It's, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's I'm a working, lot. I'm yeah. working a lot. I'm working a lot right now. And so that'll be something that will be interesting how it unfolds. And it's funny when you say that, Jesse, the first thing that comes to my head is I don't know how that's going to happen. And this is just being transparent for everyone to see the way that my mind works is that is truly when it's something like this. Like, I don't know what that's going to look like in a year from now. I don't know how I'm going to be able to keep up that consistency because consistency is an important part of this. And that is just when I'm like, when I'm all out of ideas or knowledge, that is truly when I just kind of let God take the reins and him point me in the direction he wants me to go in. And usually that comes in some form of education that he puts right in front of me where it's time for me to up-level who I am and the people around me. So I'll be really curious to see how that does unfold because in a year from now, in two years from now, I know that I won't be able to execute like I'm executing now as our team grows and builds. It's different right now because we're, or it's doable right now because we're a little bit smaller, but that won't be the case moving forward. Yeah, I can relate to all that so much because even just in our past quarterlies, um, I mean, this is so silly, but like we had a situation with our dryer and what I realized was everybody on the team just expected leadership to speak on something that maybe broke in the salon or wasn't, you know, working Well, my leadership team thought they fixed the dryer, you know? And so then, uh, one of the girls on my team said something, she's like, oh, I just assumed they told you. And I'm like, well, hold on here. Like we get to reevaluate this because this is like it takes a village and we are not just going to rely on leadership to pass yep. on a message to me yep. like yep. you guys get to speak up too and one of my girls is like oh i didn't know we had permission to do that i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pause for a moment because 
I'm going to take responsibility for that instead of wanting to, you know, because you didn't know you had permission. You don't need permission. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to really, I had to really sit with it and I had to acknowledge and ask questions versus like defending and explaining. Cause I wanted to go there so bad. I'm like, okay, like maybe, maybe the message that I've honestly given across is that like my communication goes to leadership, leadership communicates to the team. And so they thought it had to be the vice versa. Like that's obviously the message that I've given off. Right. So like, as much as I didn't feel like that was a message that I gave off, apparently it was. And so, mm, gosh, we, you know, so we had to, I have to really like take a deep breath and just collect my thoughts and be like, okay, I get to communicate that with a team that, you know, communication does not just depend on leadership. It gets to be everybody because in order for this business to be a well-oiled machine, the best that we can make it, it takes everybody. I don't yeah. care who you are. I don't care everybody. if you're brand freaking new. Yeah. Like something happens and you need to, like, I'm still available y'all. Like you can come to me, but I can relate to that. Obviously I got pulled out of the chair very quickly and um, my role changed overnight, legitimately overnight. And, um, you know, there, even in my quarterlies this, this last time, one of the girls is like, I think it would be nice. Like when you're in here, like, it'd be cool to like, see you folding towels or ripping foils. And I'm like, yeah, I completely understand that. I know you want me to feel like I'm you, but I am you. And I did that for a very long time. And when I'm here, that does not bring value to you guys for me. To, if you guys need help and I'm here, do not get me wrong. I would absolutely jump in to help somebody. I'm not going to let you guys suffer and just sit back and watch you like crumble, you know, and the same point too, when I'm here, there's other things that I get to do that really will help to move the needle. And it's me finding that balance. Like when I am in the salon, what does that look like? You know, absolutely. It's tough. Like I hear it. I hear it. Like I will absolutely pick up a broom. I will, I'm not above that by any means whatsoever on the flip side of it, when I'm there, I want to be able to bring the value. And that's kind of what I'm struggling with, honestly, right now is I feel like a fish out of water when I'm in the salon, yep. because I don't have a spreadsheet in front of me, or I don't have what I'm working on in front of me. I'm like, where do I belong? And what do I do? Like, these people are just in here running this company, and I'm coming and I'm just like a disruptor, because I'm like, yep. you know, we're, it's just a very, it's a very weird place to be. So um, finding that balance, you know, I think is what we're really going to be working on this year, too. Oh, that's awesome, Jess. Awesome. And this is this is a good ending point for this uh, for this uh, clubhouses. I absolutely went through that. And then when I when I would come in the salon, they would call me Hurricane Heather. And I I, I went can't through see that. I just can't see that. Right. <laughs> um, and I went through a period where it was a little bit and I think this is a, a a period where so many salon owners never get to, they never experience it. Mallory, Mallory's probably the first professor Mallory, who's not on here this morning. Um, she's the first person that I saw this happen in real time in such a raw way because we were her professors. Then this is when she was in the course and it was very, very, very hard for her because in order to get to the point that you're at right now, right now, Jess, it requires um, letting go, letting go and letting other people share their brilliance and their contribution with the company in ways that either you can't and not because you can't do it, but because there's so many other things that you're focusing on other people rise to the occasion and step in. And then some of it is they just have ways about them that we don't personally have about ourselves. 
And that can feel, you can start to feel extremely vulnerable and not needed. And there's an, there can be an identity crisis going on oh, because for sure. you have no clue like, well, who the hell am I in this company? And that's ultimately what so many people want to get to, but they don't understand the mind F that comes with that. Cause it gets hard. And I remember going through that in all of 2021, all of 2021, it was a hard year. And I remember, um, Brian Nunes from blow in North Carolina, extremely successful salon. He, he told me, and he said, when you're at the point in your company where it doesn't need you anymore, you are holding the most power you've ever held. You are the, you are in the most powerful, powerful position that you've ever been in. And yet it feels like you're completely powerless. It feels yeah. the exact opposite of power. So it's so funny. That's a very, very different scenario to be in and one that a lot of people will never experience because it requires a lot of letting go and a lot of other people stepping in. So this will be a really fun year for you. Yep. I think even when you just said that, like to finish this off is <clears throat> I've, I've let go so much to my leadership and partially because I was forced and partially like I, when I say that, because now they're listening, so I sound like a complete jerk. Um, they are completely capable of doing it. And they had to be, they had to prove to themselves that they were because it literally, like I said, had happened overnight that like they got to shift into a role so quickly and they were already in that position because they deserve to be and they worked their asses off. And I know that they're 110% capable and in a lot of ways more capable than I am. And I think what I realize now is trying to build up the rest of the team to, to show them that they have a voice. It's not, yep. you know, because we started to hear the word divide between leadership and the rest of the team. And I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm yep. like, we we're not, we are not doing that. Like, that's not what this is. Like we're all here to work together. So I think at this point now it's, it is like letting go to the rest of the team and letting them like build themselves up and find their voice and, you know, just have that confidence within the company. So totally great All conversation right. today, guys. Great conversation. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Happy Monday. And we will see you next week. Bye guys. See you later. Bye.